Hello, interview listeners. Your host Jill here with a quick reminder. This podcast is intended for spiritual, intuitive, and artistic conversations. This applies to all co-hosts and guests. Content shared should not be substituted for appropriate medical, psychological, or veterinary care. I'm not a healthcare professional, nor do I offer medical, psychological, or veterinary advice. The topics discussed on this podcast span intuitive awareness for people and animals, as well as spiritual understanding for personal development. Please seek medical, mental health, or veterinary help if you need to. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Hello, inner you. Can you hear spirit calling? I'm Jill, and this is my intuitively guided podcast, where all things spiritual creatively mix and mingle. As an artistic mystic, we'll talk about everything from art to angels, Reiki to writing, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thanks so much for joining me for another inspired conversation. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for being here for another episode of Hello, Inner You. I'm your host, Jill Militzer, and I'm a Reiki master teacher, shamanic practitioner, writer, and artist. Today, I have a very spiritual guest and light worker on the show. Her name is Charmian Redwood. After Charmian had a near-death experience over 40 years ago, she connected with the divine essence within herself and ignited her purpose for assisting others in experiencing their own God presence. Charmian has written three books, all from the state of hypnosis, spanning the ancient civilization of Lemuria, the energy shift of the earth, and the life of the Blessed Mother Mary. Charmian offers authentic self-hypnosis sessions, Akashic soul record information, and personal channeled readings from Ascended Masters. She also teaches lightworker self-empowerment classes, as well as offering sound bath healing events with crystal bowls, gongs, and chimes. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you very much. I actually met you several years ago in Sarasota, Florida, in a Hawaiian forgiveness ceremony that you led at a spiritual fair. Can you please pronounce that ceremony? Ho'oponopono. It means to make right more right is no wrong. There is only making right better. Yeah, I just remember all of us in the group were crying good cries afterwards because it released a lot of stuck emotions. It was so beautiful. So this brings me to all of the different spiritual offerings you share with people and how all of this began with a near-death experience. Can you share what happened and how it opened your awareness? Well, that was the thing. I w- I'd just given birth to twins, and I was after the birth where everything that could go wrong did go wrong, but it was part of my awakening, so I couldn't have anything to say about the circumstances. I ended up with blood poisoning, and I was rushed back to the hospital after 10 days, 
and the first night in the hospital, I just experienced floating up out of my body and looking down at the body and realizing nothing of me is in that body. I knew it's just the house that I live in, but I am a consciousness completely separate from the body. So that was still in the hospital room I was floating in. But then I just felt this pull and I was being lifted up and I didn't know where I was going but it was very peaceful and I knew there were angels there and it was okay. There was no kind of, oh God, what's happening and I need to stay in this body. I had no will to live actually. I just was quite happy to go with this experience. And so I floated up and up and up and up and up into this beautiful golden light that I had never heard about. I had no idea what it could be, but everything that you could possibly want ever was in that light. It was home, where I came from, where I belong, where I want to be was just in that golden light. So I was really experiencing myself in oneness. And then I'm just floating around in this bliss being all peaceful and amazed. And then Jesus comes to just float in front of me. Not Jesus the man that he looked like when he was on the earth, but his body was made of white light. He, his heart was a blue blazing star, but his eyes, when, when they looked at you, it was complete forgiveness and acceptance. That sounds so beautiful. Wow. Everything I had done, whatever I had done, didn't matter. He just looked at me like, don't even worry about it. We had this conversation in my head and he said, because your heart is pure, if you want to, you can stay with us in the golden light. But we are asking you to go back because the world needs your love, your wisdom and your healing. Well, at the time, I was a really normal person. I was 29, school teacher. I, I, knew, I knew nothing about other realms, about even meditation. It was not on my wet radar. So I said, how can I go back down there knowing that this is where I belong with you? So he reached into his heart and he took a piece of his star and he put it in my heart. And he said, now you will know that I am always with you. And it still makes me cry, the, the, the compassion, the love that he gave. What a profound message. Did it feel like time was sort of suspended? So the next minute, I'm back in the hospital room floating over that body in the bed, knowing that if I get back into the body, which is not me, I will take on suffering. If I stay out with them, which is me, I will never suffer again. But I'd just given birth to twins, 10 days old, boy and a girl. There was no way I was leaving my babies without a mother. So I can, I can say I didn't come back to heal the world or save anybody. This sounds like it shifted everything so significantly in that moment changed my life when I came back into the body when I woke up the next morning there was no me 
like my mm -hmm. life plan, my goals, my career, who I thought I was completely gone. I just knew there's a plan for this earth. I didn't even know what it was. I just knew there was a divine plan. Mm -hmm. And I just said, wherever you need me to be, let me know and I will go. And the other thing was, I want a way to take people to have the experience that I just had without all the drama of having to be so sick and rushed to hospital. Would you say this was when you knew you were going to walk this new spiritual path and share this information with others? So I developed a way of using hypnosis to guide people to the place that I went to. So that's what we do in the authentic self-hypnosis sessions. We go into the golden light and you experience all of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And when people realize what a huge being they are, it completely changes the way they feel about themselves, their lives and the world. Realize you are the power you are the creator. You can do and be anything that you want. Takes you out of victim into empowered co-creator. So that's my life now, is helping other people to empower themselves from being influenced by other people and doing anything that is not fun. If it's not bringing you joy, why are you doing it? What an amazing story to have come out of such a serious health crisis with knowledge that sort of propelled you into this new state of being and then wanting to help others. It's pretty incredible. Could you share what your sessions for people are like? Well, it's, it generally takes one session to do the main work. So generally, people come and do one session. It's a two-hour session, and it's like a roadmap of your whole life, where I came from, why I'm here as a soul, what I've been. We go into a, a past life that your soul wants you to know. So your soul is directing the whole session. So that soul will take you into a life that will help you to understand who you are. It can be on the earth, but it can also be from the stars. It might not be from this earth at all. There's not, you know, we're just passing through here. We're on a mission here. We are not of the earth. We are here to bring the light and to raise the frequency of the earth. So we, we go up to the soul we go into a past life, then we bring the soul down into the body and we ask, where is it being blocked? So that gives us our trauma, wounding either from childhood, from past lives or from traumatic events. So what we do there, instead of remembering all the gory details of horrible things that happened to us, we do what's called a soul retrieval. We just go and reclaim that wounded part and bring it into the oneness. And that's one of the reasons that I start at the soul. Anything that we uncover through the rest of the session that is needing to be integrated, that's where we bring it back to, is because the soul is whole, complete, perfect, doesn't have any wound. When we bring the soul into the body, then we say, so now I'm embodying my soul, what do you want to do? How do you want to show up? So then we go into the future to see how you are expressing your soul. And then we pull it back and say, how do I get from here 
to there. So it's an incredibly life-changing experience. And, you know, I've been doing it now for 35 years. And so many people have written to me afterwards and said that was the turning point of my life. Or they were in a black hole and that was where they started to come up and out of it. Do people do just one session or does it take multiple sessions? So generally people do a session and then if there's something comes up in the session that we can't deal with or we haven't got time, like we may need to do a whole session on the wounded child, on soul contracts, on relationship. So then we'll do that in another session. Now, what kinds of classes do you offer? I do online classes. So quite often people start with a, an individual session which gives you your personal information. And then we do small groups where we all go to a power place and we all channel the beings that are there, the memories that are there, and we speak the messages as we're getting them. And this is how my classes are different from a lot of psychic development classes where you go into meditation, you get the message and then you share it afterwards when you've come out. Well, we share it while we're in and then we create this beautiful journey together. Are your classes ongoing? The next series of classes that I'm doing that will be starting in April is uh, six power centers in Egypt. So we'll be going into the secrets of Egypt, which is all about connection with the, the star people. Egypt has such a mystical history with how the pyramids were built. The pyramids were not built by slaves hauling huge blocks of stones with ropes. They were built by the star people. So what are your events like? I also do online events that are open, Zoom events, for all of the major portals throughout the year, the solstices, the equinoxes, 888, Easter, Beltane, Christmas, all of those. So pretty much once a month I'm doing a live Zoom, and that's just by donation. So that's all on my website, all that information. You have so many different offerings listed on your website, as well as meditations and events to simply help people raise their vibration. The only job we have right now is to raise our frequency. doesn't matter what anybody else is doing because that's what's going to shift the energy on the planet. What does that look like in terms of shifting the energy? What, what I've been shown, an analogy of the earth is a mesh, like a net. And as each light worker connects to their own essence and realizes who they are and starts to embody that energy, then they become a little light in that mesh. And what I was shown was that when enough lights are lit up, the whole net will light up. So we don't have to wait for every person on the earth to be enlightened. We just need enough people and it will create a tipping point for everybody to make the ascension because that's what we're here for. Would you say this is the most important thing to do for the collective consciousness on the planet right now? Yeah, it is because the frequency of the earth is rising. The earth has already gone into the fifth dimension. 
which is love, harmony, peace. There, there's no negative emotions in the, th the fifth dimension. There's no anger, fear, all of that kind of stuff. The earth has already shifted. She made the shift on December 21st, 2012. That's what the Mayans were talking about, the end of the old calendar, the beginning of the new. But it's taken this long for that to filter down to us, to humans. She made the shift. We are still in the process. Can you explain how that affects people and what we can do to raise our vibration? So anything that you can do to raise your vibration by love, forgiveness, kindness, letting go of old hurts, it really doesn't matter. It's not important anymore. Let go of the past completely. There's no reason to dance in that arena anymore because we've actually finished that cycle. What does Lemuria have to do with all of this? Because we used to live in ancient Lemuria. We lived in harmony, peace, love, and selfless service. We had no concept of self. It was all the good of the whole. What I, can I do to serve you? How can I serve the community? And then we chose to experience separation from our own divine essence. We didn't get thrown out of the garden. We walked out mm -hmm. of the garden. <laughs> and when I asked why would we do that? I mean, why would we want to experience suffering? The answer was that the fastest way to grow to evolve as a soul is to experience suffering and to overcome it. So if you just live in oneness and happiness and la la la, you don't really grow very quickly. Bring your light down into absolute hell and mm -hmm. you transcend, then you do grow rapidly as a soul. So that's what this whole cycle has been since the fall, since the end of Lemuria. We've been dealing with the shadow, but that has ended now. That is no longer what we are to focus on. It specifically ended on 2-22-22. So 22nd of February, 2022, all the twos, was the end of that whole cycle of dealing with shadow. At that point, that's when the new earth was really born. And that now we're moving into a time where we are all the living expression of our divine essence. We're living in joy. We're living in love. We're living in harmony. So this year, 2023, is the first full year that we've been living the new earth. You talk about activations. What are those? This time especially is important. We just had the first equinox. It was all about setting the programs for the new way of being. Next week, we have the Easter week, the resurrection. So that's going to be another activation. So I will be doing a Zoom for that. So now we just shift our focus out of dealing with the shadow. Done, done that, been there, got the T-shirt. There's no purpose in holding on to old resentments, wounds. 
So is the energy supporting us to become better versions of ourselves? One of the things we do have to do is release the programs that we learned because basically when we come in as a baby, we are programmed for survival. And anything that we need to do to survive, that's the program that we create. Can you talk a little bit more about what programs are? So if you're born into an atmosphere which is not loving, you will you'll become passive. Now, those programs that go in under the age of three, those are the ones that we base our lives upon. And quite often it's fear, abandonment. I'm not safe here. I'm not, I'm not being nurtured. I'm not receiving the love that I need to thrive. So we, we start putting in these belief systems that keep ourselves small. And now, as an adult, those programs are no longer helpful. So mm -hmm. we, that's one of the things we do in the hypnosis. Are there memories that will come up? You would be amazed at the memories. We go back to the memories of being a baby, which is before conscious memory. And so many people have memories of being abandoned from just being left to cry in the crib, in the mm. crib. Nobody's coming. Nobody's going to take care of me. I'd better take care of myself. And people say, oh, well, I left them for two weeks and then they stopped crying. So it worked. I'm mm. talking even now, the sleep training, it breaks my heart. Babies need to be held and picked up when they're crying. I could never leave my babies to cry. It just didn't feel right. So now I get these people, especially men, in their 40s and 50s, unable to make a deep emotional connection. And when we go back in, that's what we go back to, being left to cry and feeling abandoned and going into despair breaks my heart. Yeah, every so often I'll get these feelings of extreme joy, then it settles down and it'll come back up. And it feels like the collective energy is shifting to better support these feelings of bliss. Just these feelings of joy. And like every day is a spring sunny day. And what can I do with it? So another thing we do whenever I do groups of any kind, we always we go up, we collect some honey, the, the golden light, the, the love, and we always put it into the earth grids. We put it into the crystal grids of the earth. So that's what I, I was going to say to you. When you get those bubbling over feelings, send them out to bless the earth, to heal the waters, to heal the air. Because that's what we can do. That is our power. We might not be able to change who's in government. We might not be able to change our economic financial system. But we can change the vibration of what's around us and, and this earth. That is all shifting into circles. Can you share what the age of Aquarius means? In the age of Aquarius, which we are in now, Everything is a circle where each person is valid, is valued, is acknowledged as a unique and important part of the whole. There's no above, there's no below. It's everybody equal and each person self-realized. That's the key for Aquarius is each person is a self-realized, self-empowered divine being. 
guided by their own inner voice and then offering whatever their gift is in service to the whole. So it's like a zodiac where each sign has its own gift, its own qualities, but none's better than the other. They're just different. Can you talk about the information you share in your book, Coming Home to Lemuria, and what living in oneness means? That's why the light workers are so important right now, that each one of the light workers remembers who they are because we are the ones who lived in Lemuria. And not everyone in this plan on this planet has been here that long. And so we know what it's like to live in oneness. No matter what anyone else is doing, you can make that choice. I'm going to live my love. I'm going to live in harmony and peace. That's what I'm choosing. The programs that we're living from the wounding. How does this relate to our beliefs and how we make choices? When you have a belief about yourself, I'm not important, I'm not good enough, I don't matter, I don't have a voice. That is the signal that you are sending out. And that's what the people around you will receive. So you will attract people into your life who will, re who will reflect that negative self-belief by treating you with disrespect. If you feel I'm unworthy, people who agree with you will come and start bossing you about and telling you what to do. But they're only there to show you your own wounding. It's your negative self-belief that needed that mirror in order to see itself. So when you're in a relationship like that, where somebody is totally abusing or controlling or manipulating. What's a good question to ask ourselves when difficult situations come up in our lives? You say, what is this person teaching me about my beliefs, about myself? And this is what we do in our private hypnosis session. Then you say, thank you very much. Got the lesson. Don't mm -hmm. need anymore thank you and goodbye you need to learn something so you attract it what does this shift look or feel like this time this has never actually been done before on the planet where we raise the frequency while we're still in the body we're actually taking these physical vessels into a completely new vibration so that we can hold all the light of our soul, which generally we don't do. When we leave the oneness and we choose to embody, we usually bring 30, 40, 50% of the soul into the body. Now, the old body could not handle that. It wasn't wired to handle that amount of energy. How does this relate to the portals that you talk about? So every time we go through one of these portals where there's an upgrade, the solstices, the equinoxes, 888, 222, all of those activations, it just raises the frequency of our body and our literally our DNA is changing to a crystalline base so that we would become our galactic consciousness, not this limited human small ego personality self. That is just such a small fraction of the vastness. 
How did going to Hawaii elevate your spiritual journey? And do you think it's necessary to visit places you feel drawn to, to be able to activate this inner awareness? Or can you do this from anywhere? Well, you can do it both. For instance, I've had a lot of past life memories about being in Egypt, because we've all, that was one of the most important civilizations. We were all there. And, and three years ago, I got the opportunity to actually go there, which I never thought I would in this lifetime. And being there was unbelievable. So I'd already had a lot of the upgrades just from meditation. And this is what we do in our groups. It's all of my work is activations. It's not information, it's activation. And so physically going there is very beneficial. So I always knew I was a Lemurian, but I didn't know what that meant. I just knew the word that I was one and that was it. But then when I, as soon as I put my feet on the ground in Hawaii for the first time, I just knew I'd come home. Mm. This was, this was, I felt for the first time in my life, I felt I'm safe and I can show who I am. That sounds so transformative and beautiful. So I would love to hear more about your book about Mother Mary and Jesus. When people read the book, they tell me they just cry. Mm -hmm. Mother Mary and Master Jesus are my main guides. Jesus knew who he was, but he, he didn't feel that elevated him above others. So this book, uh, At Mother Mary's Table, it's called, is taken from past life regression, including me, people who are actually with them. And it's all about love and forgiveness and kindness. She went to the leper colonies and she hugged the lepers. The only reason Jesus would get annoyed with people is if they were doing something that he knew would damage their soul. He understands that it's not just about what we do down here. This is something I've learned from doing hypnosis for so long. And this is why I don't take anything personally, because when we do the classes and when I do the sessions, there's always a reason for something. Nothing is ever random. Yeah, it really sounds like it. So now it's just about letting go of all of the past and saying, well, how can I live my best life? How can I live my joy? right now and that can just mean going outside and looking at a flower putting out a feeder for the birds yeah i absolutely love nature and as an earth wisdom and reiki teacher i always try to honor everything no matter if it's buzzing crawling hopping flying we all need to take care of every living thing I've been planting butterfly plants because the monarch butterflies here in California have been decimated because of all the chemicals we're putting on the, on the so I'm, I'm a big environmental activist. So just small things, that's what the message of Yeshua was. Don't beat yourself up, things that you think you did wrong, and then put it right. 
So in your opinion, what do you think happens when we go to the other side? I was going to say, when we go over the other side, the first thing you do after you've met with all your relatives and your masters and your teachers, you go to meet with your counsel, with your elder guides, your mentors, who have been with you from the beginning as soul guides. And you are the one that reviews your life. Nobody sits at a, a big bench and said, you did this, 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 and this. That was very naughty and you're bad and you have to go to hell now. There, that doesn't happen at all. You review your life and you see the damage that you did by the words that you spoke or the actions that you took. You are the one who chooses how you are going to come back and put that right. Nobody else is giving you, you a judgment. So this is why I say to people, clean up your messes now. Put it right before you go on the other side. Because for me, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm done. Because this, this is what's in the Lemuria book. This is the completion of everything that we have done on this earth was all to bring humanity this to this place where we are returning to the love. Yeah, this planet is in a big mess. It's take responsibility for what goes in our trash, what goes down our drain. Mother Earth told me this 30 years ago. Watch what's coming out of your drain, putting the chemicals into the water system from your house. So I use all products that are with essential oils, no no bleaches, no chemicals. I totally agree. It always hurts my heart when I see people using so many pesticides and fertilizers. It reminds me of plant zoos. That's what I call them. They're the overtended landscaped areas that don't allow flowers to just be flowers. And this goes for every planting. I just think it's so important to be mindful of the intuitive qualities of nature and also how this affects our connection with animals and the majestic mammals on earth. Well, actually, interesting, because one of the things that I've learned through doing all my sessions over the years in the channeling is that, that the humans are supposed to be the stewards of this planet, guardians. We're not doing a very good job, obviously, because just in the last 300 years, we've almost destroyed the planet. This is very recent, all this industrial chemical, this pollution, it's very recent. So what's happening now, and this makes me cry, the whales are holding the stewardship of this planet for us until we wake up and we take back the stewardship, the guardianship, and we become the protectors of the planet, then they can leave. Do animals have extrasensory abilities that help us on deeper emotional levels in our life? We all actually came together from the stars. We came, many of us came from Sirius, which is where the Christ flame is. The dolphins, the whales, the apes, the lions, the cats, the dogs, the elephants, all came from Sirius to hold the Christ light. This will be hard for a lot of people to, to accept, but cats and dogs and horses, and they're already in Christ consciousness, and they are here for us. I actually have worked with animals within Reiki and intuitive readings, and I, I'm always shown how loving and supportive 
our animals are for us and what's going on in our lives. They're always so willing to just connect with us and help us. That's why they've become domesticated. They've allowed themselves to become domesticated because they are our guiding spirits. You know, dogs will be there when your heart is hurting. The dog's right there. I had a little kitten once and I was going through one of my many divorces and it, I was sitting up in a chair and the kitten was trying to sit on my heart, but it kept falling off. So I know when I've been doing healing, I had a cat and he would jump up on the person on the table and sit on the chakra that was out of balance and purr. And I would be saying, no, get down, get down. And the person on the table invariably said, no, leave the cat. That is so true. I've actually experienced the very same thing. So... Do the animals have a bigger spiritual job on the planet right now? So the revolution that's happening on this planet, the love evolution, is happening with the animals. So unfortunately, because humans are so unbelievably cruel, some of those animals have offered themselves, and this is why the, the tsunamis and the, the loss of life in these random events so that the rest of us could wake up. It was an opportunity for a global heart activation. That's what the Ukraine is about right now, not pouring off love. And I, it's made me cry the, looking at the videos of, of the kindness that people are showing to the animals. The mm. Poland opened its borders to the animals and there were people carrying, there was this woman with a, a huge backpack with an enormous dog on her back and she couldn't stand up straight because mm -hmm. the dog was so heavy and she carried it all the way to the Polish border. These are the, this is humanity. A lot of humans only really sit up and take notice Mm -hmm. when something drastic is happening. So what do you think the spiritual lessons of COVID were all about? I'll tell you exactly what COVID was, because when anything happens, like this big event, I ask, what's this about? And the reason for COVID was to stop our busyness, our pizza nights and our busy, 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 to make us go within to find out what's really important, family, friends, community, the garden, the environment, our dogs. Yeah, there is a lot there to think about with the lessons from everything. How did you see this play out where you live? So it worked for a lot of people. They didn't want to go back to their old jobs, destroying. A lot of people in this area where I live in the Central Coast, it's halfway between LA and San Francisco, because people were working from home, they just left the cities and they're all living here now because mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. So it was an opportunity for people to redirect their whole focus. And many people did. I'm very empathic, so I'm sensitive to energy. And I wanted to ask, what advice would you give other empaths as this energy continues to shift on the planet? Because I have a tendency to question if what I'm doing is enough, and I think it's just really important to clarify what it is that we can do. Don't, don't, don't go there. Don't even go there. Don't waste your brain energy on that. You see, there are, this is what I was told 
30 years ago, there are two spirals of energy on the earth right now. There is an ascending spiral that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, that is taking matter back to spirit, and that is expanding. There is a descending spiral, which is all the old hierarchies, the power over, the greed, the, and that is descending and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's going to disappear into itself. So would you say finding ways to up-level your energy is the key? Well, every one of us has to choose which spiral do I want to feed. So I'm very clear I am here to build the new earth. The old earth is just doing a great job of disintegrating all by itself. So just by being, and this comes over and over and over in our hypnosis sessions, it's enough to just be. Because as a soul, all you are is being. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. There's no agenda. When you, This is why I like doing the hypnosis, because when you experience all of your consciousness, you absolutely know there is. it's enough just to be. When we bring that down in the body and we look at how you want to show up, it's about just shining. What arena do I want to shine my light in? The work that you are doing, just doing these podcasts, getting information out there, that is enough. Well, thank you. I just really love being a part of the conversation. Plus, I really agree with how you describe that to just be. In fact, I actually made a piece of artwork with a flower sitting in meditation and the candle smoke spelling out just be. So that really spoke to my heart. And so I also think it's really important to ask ourselves, how can we best connect with the positive energy on the planet right now? I'll tell you what I did when I came back from being in heaven. I just offered myself. I saw myself as an empty vessel. And I just offered myself and said, however you need me to do anything, to be where you need me to be. I, I'm, I offer myself as a vessel. So everybody can do that. But I do want to address what you were saying about being an empath, because this is going to get worse. <laughs> because as we raise our frequency, that is one of the byproducts that we could become much more sensitive. The good thing about that, it means it's easier to connect with the other planes, easier to channel, easier to receive messages much harder to be in the negative energy. So I have very strong filters. I don't watch the news. I don't hang out with negative people. Even just in the last couple of months since we went into this new year. Oh, I totally agree. It's so important to think about everything we're ingesting, you know, whether that's what we're watching on TV, the conversations that we have with people, and then what we eat. I can't even be present if people are talking negatively. And this is what these new children, they're very, very sensitive, these new crystalline children, they are already vibrating at the frequency we're trying to get to. So they need a very protected environment. So eating clean food, keeping your house clean of chemicals, and all the negative, any kind of negativity, especially coming out of your television. I'm just amazed with all of the information you shared today. There is so much great soul food in this knowledge. 
And I'm really happy to have been able to have you on the show. It sounds like you're always very busy. Can you share your upcoming events, especially the Easter Monday meditation, as well as how people can find you? April the 10th, Easter Monday, I will be doing a live Zoom, and this is an open event. Anybody can sign up. The links are on my website, and that's just by donation. You send in a donation, and then I send you the link. And that will be a channeled. I, that's how I work. I empty myself. I become the empty vessel, and I'm given the meditations. Easter Monday is the day. And then I have a new uh, Zoom class starting, which is where we channel. And this one is called The Secrets of Egypt. So we'll be going to six of the power centers and we'll be channeling the star beings who are connected with all of those sites. And then at any time I do the, the hypnosis sessions, which I do on Zoom. You just email me and say, I want to do one. And then we fix the time and I send you the Zoom. And your website is? It's called Coming Home to Lemuria. That's the name of my first book, cominghometolemuria.com. But you can just put in Charmian Redwood in Google because there's only one of me. This has been so great having you on, especially since meeting you several years ago. I remember you now, and I remember that group in uh, Florida. Yeah, that was such a cool experience. And again, everything you've shared today has been so amazing. I'll have all of your information in the show notes. And again, thank you, Charmian, for sharing your positivity and hopeful messages. I hope we get the chance to talk again, and I wish you all the best. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'm always grateful for the opportunity to reach people. And bless you all, and thank you all for being here. Because without the light workers, this would not be happening on the earth. And this mm -hmm. is why we are here. And every single person is vital. You're all a piece of the puzzle. And without one single piece, the puzzle is not complete. So no matter how big you feel your role is, you are the only one that can do it. Thank you to everyone who's rated and reviewed the show. And if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. I really appreciate your support. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, Check out HelloInnerYou.com for my spiritual offerings and AgilOriginal.com for my art. Remember, new episodes of Hello Inner You drop every Wednesday. Until then, take care everyone and let your love light shine. Bye!